Welcome to the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast, where we explore what it means to grow daily and find our best in every aspect of life. Welcome back to another episode of the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast. I'm John Shirky here with my friend and my co-host, Jamie Wagner, as always. Good to see you. You as well, man. How are you today? I'm doing well. It's a beautiful day here. We've had incredible conversations, you know, for the last year and a half, but the last month has just really, it's like a two by four hitting us on the back of the head. Like, man, this is what you are supposed to be doing. We've gotten a ton of feedback the last week, even where it's like these conversations and, and I, yes, I know we play a part in this, but I want to give credit to our guests, right. And the stories that they're telling and the stuff that they're given, because people are coming to us and saying, that's an incredible story. And I have this, this, and this, and out of that episode and that conversation. And a lot of times I'll be honest with you, Jamie, it's not what we take away from it. Yeah. You know, we, we do the ending and we say, this is what we want you to kind of think about. Right. And that's usually good, but that's our perspective. And, and I love hearing from people that say, Hey, this is what I got. And this is what I'm going to apply. And it's just been a cool journey. Well, and I was reading today, like we are all on different journeys. Education is specific, right? It's specific to each of us. And as we learn, and as we have different experiences, we're going to have different takeaways. That's awesome. I, you know, if you have a takeaway that you're finding from our episodes, share it in the Facebook group, right? Eyes up mindset family, come and give that takeaway away because you might open somebody else's eyes in a way that we haven't or a way that the conversation didn't right away, but because you shared that thing. Now you're illuminating a perspective that is valuable to this community that we're trying to build and that you guys are a part of. And so I just think this, and, this whole process has been so good for me. It's grown me like crazy and it's continuing to grow me. And I hope that you guys are feeling the same way. Give it well, away. Not, yeah. And not only is it helping to grow other people when you share, right. And how often do we talk about when we put stuff out there, it helps us be accountable. It helps us solidify that thought, that belief, that action, because now there's, it's out there. It's in the world and people know that that's what we're thinking and, and what we're working on. But and don't feel uh, like you have to share it to the Facebook group, share it to somebody you care about, share it to somebody like share it with a coaching mentor, a, a leader in your life, share it with an employee that you're trying to build and grow. Like there, it's not limited to just this community, share it in your community and it will come back and grow you period. Definitely. Excellent conversation today. Mike McElroy, he's a defensive coordinator for the football team at Bethel University. Obviously, we're a little biased. I didn't make the joke in either of the last couple of episodes, but you know, we had some St. Thomas guys on. We had yeah. some other Mayak, and it was feeling a little bit like, boy, we got to get back to home here. Um, <laughs> all joking aside, I appreciate all of our guests coming on and, and sharing their stories. But uh, Coach McElroy, a cool story in terms of, you know, played at Southern Illinois at a high level for uh, Jerry Kill, who went on to coach the Gophers. He coached with them for a little while and then kind of realized he wanted to, to go a different direction um, with his life and, and made the transition to coaching at Bethel. But yeah, I, we, a, a moment sticks out big time, right? Our kind of coaching staff was there for a very long time, right? And they had a little bit of turnover and I coached there for a little while. And so when the turnover happened from the former defensive coordinator to Mike, I reached out and was like, who is this guy? What's he about? And all I got back was he's a dude. He's a dude. You're going to love him. Right. And 
that's borne out. It's been borne out. And I, I loved having the conversation with him today. I hope you guys also think he's a dude um, because I think the conversation was fantastic. Just to clarify, though, just like with other coaches, and I know we sometimes slip into this at times, but this is not a football podcast. Not at all. Like yeah. We uh, do not talk about X's and O's. So if you're l- listening and you're like, oh, football coach, here we go again. Like they're just going to talk. Nope, that is not it. It's about people. It's about relationships. It's about getting better, improving yourself, improving the people around you. And, and he does that at a high level. And I can't, I can't wait to share the conversation. Absolutely. And, and we talk about culture and I, that word is such a problem sometimes for people. Bristly. It's bristly. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But whatever that means for you, right? Replace the word if you need to. But we believe deeply that when you build the people and the relationships around you, it affects the culture. And then that affects the performance. They also do this at a high level. And I think he does it at an exceptionally high level as well. So I was grateful for what he shared. Coach Mike McElroy. Here we go. Hey, guys. Coach, what's, what's going up? on? How are you guys? Doing, Doing great, well. man. Doing great. Awesome. Excited awesome. to have you. Oh yeah. Thanks for this. This is fun. Tell us a little bit about you. I mean, obviously we can, we can read up on your bio online and all of that good stuff, but tell us a little bit about your journey from obviously you played at a high level um, and then got into coaching and, and found your way to Bethel, which I think we're going to have, we have lots of questions. Yeah. But go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit and kind of your journey. Yeah. Uh, so played at Southern Illinois for Jerry Kill. I was actually his last recruiting class before he took the job at Northern Illinois. And so uh, only had him for one year, one fall there. Uh, and I think that was 2007. Um, and then finished out with uh, Dale Lennon and, and kind of Bubba Schweiger and those guys who are kind of northern North Dakota, northern states up there, guys. Um, and so played for those guys for four years. Uh, really enjoyed my time and then decided I, I, I kind of knew at a young age I was going to be a coach. Uh, my dad was a high school coach. And uh, to be honest, I think I liked the hours that he held more than anything else. So I was like, man, summer's off holidays. Like this guy's sleeping in longer than I am on Christmas break. Like I'm in. Um, and so I think that's kind of where it started. Uh, and so um, jumped up the opportunity to be a high school teacher and coach uh, right out the bat. And so was able to do that um, for a couple of years uh, and then got a call from coach kill Actually, I was driving home from a youth group. I was leading a youth group and got a call. And he said, hey, I got a spot open. This was a Wednesday night youth group. He goes, hey, I got a spot open. Uh, I need to know if you want it. And I was like, well, let me think about it. He's like, all right, I need to know Friday. Uh, so I called him Friday morning. I said, I'm in. He goes, okay, you need to be here Sunday. So it was uh, it was a turn and burn. Uh, kind of jumped all in with my wife and I and found our way up to Minnesota. And so that's kind of where the college coaching gig uh, kind of got started. So I want to go back. First of all, how were those hours working out for you? Are they still what you uh, Coach anticipated? Jay's, Coach is pretty loose with it in the summer, so I still got a little time. But uh, yeah, it's it's been good. It's it's probably been good. Okay. So I, before we get too too deep into yeah. it, I mean, you talked about recruiting and being the last recruiting class for Coach Kill, yeah. um, and then going to work with him, and then obviously you went on to Concordia St. Paul, mm-hmm. and and then now at Bethel. How have you seen that recruiting process from the time you were getting recruited and what, what the process was? You talked about Coach Jay's yeah. style, right? Yeah. yeah. A bit. Yep. How have you seen that across kind of the places you've been and, and what's, what's 
impacted how you maybe uh, have created your own style in recruiting? Yeah, I, I think recruiting has gotten it's gotten a lot messier from when I was in high school. You know, it was like probably some of you guys like you're sending out VHS tapes to guys and DVDs and hoping somebody pops it in the player. And uh, now it's like I'm watching it on my phone. Um, and so I think that process has gotten unique. I think, to be honest, it's gotten harder just with the Twitter world and, the, and all the Instagram stuff of like every guy is – I think so many guys start competing and comparing. I'm, I'm super thankful. I think when I was that age of like, you know, Oh, this guy got an offer. Or this guy got an offer. And, and I think that gets hard and it kind of wears on kids. And so you get kids that just, you know, so for us, I think coming alongside them and really encourage them, Hey, here's how the process works. Um, I think we fight a lot of battles at this level of like, Oh, it's, it's just D three or it's just that. And so at division one, division two, it's pretty easy. Cause it's like, Hey, I'm going to give you the most money. Da, 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 da. Like it's a, it, so the decision almost, I think it just kind of gets uh, just kind of muddied up a little bit when, when the money's involved versus I think what I love about the division three level is uh, it's relationship. You, you've got to have a niche, which I think is cool that we have here at Bethel. And then it's about developing the relationships. Cause at the end of the day, it's like, you're going to try to convince a kid that, Hey, this is worth your time and your money and your effort to come play for us. Um, and so I think that's what that's been my sell is what's my experience been at a place like Bethel. And then um, getting guys to think about recruiting is I, I think guys get sold all the time on, man, we got this sweet uniform or we got a brand new stadium. And, and I had a guy tell me in the process when I was getting, he's like, man, that stuff never gave you a hug on a bad day, right? Like you've got 11 weeks of, of football or 11 weeks of this, you might play in a stadium five times. And he's like, well, man, when, when your girlfriend dumps you and you fail a math test, like no one cares what kind of Jersey you're wearing. Right. And so uh, trying to get kids to realize, right. As an 18 year old, 17 year old, it's about the people that you're with. Uh, I think is such a huge deal. And I think if you can get guys to see that, uh, the recruiting piece, it, it really becomes kind of fun. Well, and I think you talked, you, you, sorry, Jamie, you talked about that. I was just reading through your Twitter account and you had mm-hmm. that, you know, you're talking about a junior day and you're talking yeah. about spent all this time yeah. with these juniors that were yeah. coming in and right. not one time was it talked about like, Hey, here's the new facilities right. that we're building. Right. Here's our right. new uniforms. Here's our new yeah. travel budget. Yeah. It's right. It's, right. it's about the people. Right. And that's, yeah. That's, that's and awesome. I think, I, I think for, for us, it's like, that's, it's hard to stay true to that in the, in the world of Instagram and all the stuff that guys are throwing out there. And it's like, you almost want to keep up. And, and I think there's a discipline for us, even as a staff of like, how do we remain true to the stuff that, that really matters when guys get on campus is because you do, you got, I mean, we feel the itch to be like, Oh, we want to, we want to make this. And it's like, no, we're going to get the right guys. Uh, we talk all the time about, we got to attract the right guys, right? Like we're not going to find guys. We're not kind of scouring we're like we're going to attract guys who who want to be here and so so that's been kind of a fun mindset change for us it's like we want to be attractive to the right kid uh versus trying to go you know anybody who can who can run a 4-4 we want to go after and it's it's been fun to kind of hey here's who we are here's what we want and i think that makes it easier for us on the recruiting trail well you know i've coached some division one athletes at the high school level and 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 had the opportunity to be a part of the recruiting process as a coach Mm -hmm. and kids come to you with just a million ridiculous questions, you know, right. like, right. Uh, is this important? No, it's right. not. I come back to you every single time. It's about fit. It's about fit. Can you walk on campus and see yourself having a relationship with that coach for the next four mm-hmm. or five, potentially six years, depending upon if you have a hardship or, if, you right. know, like you are going and not just a coach, the people and so you talk about let's be attractive to the right kind of kid. How do you do that? How, what is attractive in your guys' yeah. mind to say we are we as a staff are attractive to the right kind of kid? We want to bring 
these type of people yeah. to us. Cause I think <clears throat> high school coaches, leaders in business can hear this <clears throat> answer or this question and say, well, what are we, how are we attractive to the right type of people? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think for us, it's, it's, you know, what are we, what are we telling our guys up front? Right. So for us, uh, you know, being a, being a small Christian school, it's like that for us weeds out a lot of guys right away. Cause we say, look, this is who we're going to be. This is what we're going to be. And if, if that's not attractive to you, then like, that's fine. Like nothing to, it's just, it's not going to be good for you. Right. And so, um, and so I think what that does for us is it's like, well, this kid's a great player, but he, he doesn't want that. So it's like, don't, we're not going to change who we are because this kid can tackle hard. Right. And so that's saved us. I think a lot of, a lot of pain uh, of trying to fit a square peg into a round hole type of deal. Um, and then I think from the attractiveness piece, it's like, I, we want to be different. So like the way we recruit is not going to be, um, and, and by different, I was like, we want to attract, I think the best way to put it up, I was talking to somebody else about this the other day is like, I don't want needy kids. Um, and so I think like those guys who are needy and need to be told how pretty they are and that they're, oh, you're the greatest player ever. And you're like, you're so fast and you'd be so good for us. Like, and, and the guy who's like, oh, I need coach. You send me a graphic. It's like those kids and, and those type of employees, those types of like, they're going to need more when they get here. Right. And so it's going to be just as much work as me more work once a kid gets on campus. Um, and so like, we tell guys all the time, like, man, if you're needy, like, that's fine. But like, we're just not, we're not going to serve that. Um, and so we want guys that come in here and want to just be a part and, and jump in. Um, and I think needy guys are kind of what gets you in trouble, right? Like need to be, and, and, uh, and I think there's like a difference of like, man, we're going to validate you and we're going to, we're going to love you up. We're going to coach you. It's not like, Hey, it's just stonewalling you when you get here. But if you're needy in the process of, and, and can't, you know, can't do the stuff we're asking you to do. And it's like, Hey man, like you're going to, it's going to be worse when you get here. I, I love this. Cause like, I just hear, I, I know coach Jay pretty well. And yeah, I just, uh, right. <laughs> I'm just right. like, that is so much an yeah. identity piece of, of my experience there. Yeah. Right. Like right. I, I always right. felt validated. Yeah. I always felt right. like I could walk into the weight room and say, I'm not, yeah, I'm yeah. struggling right. with this. Yeah. And then the coach be like, okay, cool. Tough. Right. See you tomorrow. Right. You know, like right. I love you. I care about you, but you better get yeah. your butt in here because it's a discipline thing and it's and so i don't know this word culture is so nebulous right i mean so like how do we define it what do we do you came from some places where the culture might have been pretty different right i'm guessing it was it was very different you walk into a place where coach has been there for 30 years you know um and it's really well established how do you then bring what your identity is to the table honoring the thing that's been here mm-hmm. what is that like to walk into a place with such a, a strong established culture and then to, for you to know i have good stuff to bring right right yeah I, I think that's a challenge and i think you know you kind of being being the outsider right away is hard because you're trying to get a feel you're trying to have respect and that's also i think the thing that's been beneficial is you got an outside set of eyes right a fresh set of eyes and if it's like if you trust each other and you can hear criticisms or you can hear stuff that maybe doesn't Hey, why do we do this? Well, that's what we've always done. Well, okay. Like, why, what's the real, why are we doing it? And so I think that allowed me to maybe see stuff uh, and call stuff out that like, why, well, why? right. And, and just be the questioner of not like, Hey, this is wrong or this is stupid, but can you tell me why? And then it's like, if there's no good, why it's like, all right, let's, let's trash it and let's go find something else. And so I think that's what was helpful by me coming. I think for me, the, the safety net of it was like, man, I tr- like, this has been done here and done well. And so it's like, there's a, there's almost a safety there to where it's like, you can throw ideas out and they know kind of based on being here and, and how this place functions, like, Hey, that, 
you know, we got to do it this way here. We've got to do it that way here. And so, so you kind of have a, you've got kind of bumpers up, right? So it's like you're, you're bowling and you've got, you've got some wiggle room in there, but, but there's also like, there's bumpers there with an established culture where it's going to kind of get you back in line and, and, and rolling in the right direction. So, I mean, obviously you've been there for a few years. How do you feel like, you know, there, there's always a transition from, okay, I'm the new guy. I'm a fresh yep. set of eyes. Yeah. Yep. Now I'm here, right? Now I'm, yeah. I've established, I've kind of, yep. for lack of a better, proven that I belong here, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you transition from that period of probationary, like, hey, I'm going to yeah. just observe yeah. and kind of give some, to now finding your voice and, and kind of uh, putting your stamp on certainly the defense, but yeah. just the culture in that program? Yeah, I, again, I, I think for me, it's been it's been fun to be at a place where you, I can kind of meld those two things that, that I'm really passionate about is like getting around young guys, right. And talking about what does faith and, and development and initiation look like. And at the same time, you get to use the vessel of, of football. And so I think part of it was like, we were crummy my first year. I mean, we were, we were pretty, pretty average. Um, and a lot of that was like, and I gotta, I gotta figure out how to, how this all kind of molds together. Um, and I think it's really like coach Jay's so good at kind of freedom within the objective, right? So it's like, Hey, here's, here's what we got to do. And like what you need to do to get there is like, I trust you. I love you. Let's go. Uh, and so I think what that does is it just empowers all of us as coaches is that there's like, Hey, I trust you. Like you're good enough. And like, let's go do it. And so you're not looking over your shoulder, like, Oh, is this going to be okay? It's like, Hey man, let's go like, trust yourself, trust this place, uh, trust what you know, uh, and then trust the guys around you. And so I think that for me, when I kind of, when I kind of would listen and, and wasn't trying to, you know, I think you come in and anytime you're the new guy or new place, you, you come in and you got to, I got to prove my, how I, how I do stuff. And, and it's like, man, stinking, get out of your own way, just shut up and like trust the stuff and let's go. And so I think the freedom within that has been, has been huge for me to like, let me kind of flourish and then be creative and do some of that stuff because it's like, Hey, let's go. Right. I trust you. And, and here's how we're going to do it. So that's, what's been fun. How do you give that away to your guys? How do you, uh, your, your freshman walks in the door and says, well, I was all state. I was all league. I was all whatever. Like, how do you give that away to say freedom within the objective, get out of your yeah. own way? Yeah. I, I think it's such what we talk to our guys all the time about trust. Um, and so for me to trust you, it's time and proximity. Right. And so I got to spend time with you. I got to be around you. Um, and so for those guys, it's like, man, I, I can't trust you if I don't know you, if, if we're not in this together. And so, and, and we tell this freshman too, it's like, man, it's going to take some time, right? Like you've got to, uh, you, you guys around with Scotty was here. Yeah. Kirkoff, well, his big thing was trust uh, comes in drips and leaves in buckets. So we talked to our guys about that a lot. Like, it takes a long time to build this and like, man, it can go fast. And so, uh, but for our guys like, man, time and proximity guys, like that's what is going to establish this place. And that's, what's going to make this go. And, and you, you'll earn it. Right. As, the more you earn, the more we give it away. So can you talk to how specifically you do some of that time and proximity stuff? I like, I mean, mm-hmm. high school teams, college teams, you do a lot of stuff where you're spending a right. lot of time together in non-threatening low level type stuff. What are some of the ways that yeah. you guys do that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, man, I think some of the best times are, are for us, even pre-practice walking up and you're talking to a guy, Hey, what, what's going on, man? How are things? And not talking football and, and none of that stuff. We actually, um, we, we started a book club this off season where it's like, we got a bunch of dudes reading books. And so it's kind of fun because uh, those discussions are never football. Right. And the, yeah. and the books are not football. The books are, man, I, what does it look like to be this kind of guy and, and to grow in this? And so um, I think for us, it's just kind of opened up some, some avenues, you know, this past weekend, I'm at a wedding of a guy who graduated last year and there's former play. And so you're just, again, it's, it's finding a ways 
where those relationships are coming up and it's not based on how well you perform. And, and like, that's what we were laughing. It's like this kid, like I was in this kid's shorts a lot, right? Like I was, I was in it and like, I still like, it's fun that you still get invited to the wedding after you were in his ear a lot, uh, <laughs> his junior and senior year. But I, I think it just kind of points to that of like, man, is this, is this a quid pro quo relationship? Right. Where it's like, if you play good, I'm going to be your, I'm going to be your buddy. Or is it, man, like we're here to mentor young dudes um, through this and, and the, the, the stuff that happens on the field is, is kind of secondary tertiary to kind of what we're doing. And I think if that's your mindset and that's really the kind of the way you approach it, it makes that relationship piece easier and, and even more fun as you're going through that. Coach, I referenced your Twitter. One of your most recent mm-hmm. ones, you talk about excellence being mundane and yeah. sanctify the ordinary. And yeah. I, you know, I just, Jamie and I were talking before we, we, we joined us and, I've read that to him and it's just like, man, first of all, it hits us like a ton of bricks mm-hmm. and because we believe it so deeply. And, and it's something that I think is so deeply ingrained in us. Tell us a little yeah. bit about your perspective about that and, and maybe how you go about that. Yeah. I think two things. I think uh, that, that kind of tweet came, comes from a lot of different things. Um, one of them is a, there's an article written, I think it was in like the seventies uh, that I actually came across in grad school and it's called the mundanity of excellence. And so this guy talks about what separates world-class swimmers from their average everyday guy. And, and he talks about how he's going to practices and he's looking at these guys and it's like nothing, it's, it's not genetic. It's not, it's, these guys do the average things better than anybody else. And I, I think sometimes we mystify excellence, right? And it's like, well, LeBron James is excellent because he's 6'8 and because he da 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 it's like, okay, great. But I think it, it gives our guys an excuse, right? So if we mystify excellence, so it's unreachable, um, it, it kind of gives you a cop out, right? Like, well, he's gifted or he's this. And so uh, I think that's the challenge is like, how do we demystify excellence? And and I think for our guys, and it's Monday, it's everyday thing. Um, and then I think kind of the the idea of the ordinariness and, and sanctifying that, um, Coach Jay talks a lot about that, I think in, in his stuff. But I, you know, I came across, it was um, trying to think of where it was. I think Eugene Peterson talks about this idea of wonder, right? So it's like, can we, can we experience wonder in, in, in our day-to-day lives? And, and what does that do for the soul? What does that do for your heart when, when you see things as wonder and not just, oh, this is just another thing, or this is just a good meal, or this is just a good time with friends. Uh, I think appreciating that uh, really does something to the heart posture where you can kind of like, oh man, this is good stuff. And this is how kind of we inch our way towards it. And like Coach Jay talks about all the time, you're never done, right? Like we are never done, right? And so becoming excellent and and really kind of trying to, be, I think, be satisfied in that is a, is a fun place to try to get to. And we're not done. I would love to nerd out with you just on the <laughs> derivation of the word sanctify and yeah, what it yeah. actually means in terms of yeah. theological perspective. Because yeah. I wrote a paper about yeah. that way back in the day, but I'm not gonna I'm not <laughs> gonna go there on the podcast yeah. Yeah. per se. But I I was reading, just kind of checking in with the James Clear Atomic Habits. Yep. If, seriously, yep. people, yep. if you have yep. not read this book, it will change your perspective. So but he talks about don't try and do the thing that you can do on your best day. Right. Do the so thing good. that you're able yeah. to do on your right. worst day. And then the right. worst day will increase and improve and get better. Mm-hmm. And I, I think about that as the exact same type of idea, mundane mm-hmm. excellence, right? Excellence is right. in the mundane. Right. We want our lives to be our best all the time, right? Yeah, and right. that just isn't <clears throat> real, right? Or right. our best today isn't the same right. that it was right. on our sure. best day. So what right. can you do when it isn't going well today. Like that's your baseline. That's your zero 
bottom line. So when you're working with athletes that are having a, a challenge that maybe mm-hmm. have even stepped out of bounds on the value system, right. That have, yeah. that have done something right. to damage the program or had a bad day at practice mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. How do you go one and build them up and give them love yeah. and caring and kindness, right. but two, right. hold them accountable. And then lastly, like when is that threshold it says, maybe you don't belong here anymore. Cause I think a yeah. lot of coaches struggle with those yeah. three pieces. Is. I just would love to hear how how you approach that. Yeah, I, I think so. I think like, like one, someone... yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to re- recap yeah. my my three yeah. thoughts because I always think in threes. But yeah, go no, ahead. that's good. Um, I, I, again, I, I think so much of it comes back to the relationship. If you know, like, man, do I know your heart? And do I trust? Have you have you built up some equity with us? Of like. Hey man, like you're, you're fighting for the right stuff and you slip up. Like, I think that's different versus being defiant of like, man, this dude doesn't get, cause I don't, there's not a lot of space for that. Right. Like you're going to defiantly do it. Um, I, I think the best, like kind of overall for us, like what we talk about a lot is like, you got to choose us. Right. And if you're not choosing us, then that's an easy. And, and what does that look like? I, I don't know. Like there's some gray there and I think that's good. Um, we use that same thing, like my wife and I and our family, right? With our kids, like, you got to cho- like choose us, man. All right. Like choose us. When you go out there, you- you're going to choose us. Uh, and you know what that means. It might mean something a little different to you, but, but I think that's safe uh, wording for us. Of course, like I-, I think we get in trouble when we have black and white for every single thing, right? Like this is the hard and fast ruins. That kid's story is going to be different. His upbringing is going to be different. He may not know this. And so come alongside guys. like, man, if you're, if you're running in the same direction as us, we got a chance, right? You might fall off and go in the ditch, right? We'll get back up and let's go. And you may not be as fast as the junior or the senior, but are you going the right way? The problem comes, you start walking that way, <laughs> we got to go, right? We don't we don't have time for that. And so um, I know it's kind of a, a big answer, but that's how we kind of try to address issues on our team, issues with guys. It's like, hey, there's not a hard, like coach, you know, coach Jay is like, I don't know if there's been a rule in the program for 30 years, right? It's just like, hey, this is how it choose us. Right. And so I think for us that we kind of keep coming back to that and like, man, as long as you're going that way and we're walking towards the same stuff, you got a chance and we're going to, and we're going to fight with you. Man, I, I, I love that. And I, I, I'm trying to pull that out to post athletics. Right. And, and mm-hmm. how do, how did the guys or girls, you know, man, whoever is involved in the program, how do they take mm-hmm. that to their families, their jobs, yeah. their, you know, their relationships yeah. beyond that. And I, I think that's just a powerful, you know, powerful thought is choose us. Are you going in the right mm-hmm. direction? I love that because like you said, there's so, so little in life that is black and white, right? right? right. Just, and right. it doesn't matter what area you're talking about. There's so right. little that is black right. and white. There's always a gray right. and there's always the ability to take that perspective of like, okay, are we going in the right direction? Yeah. Maybe it's not the same, same pace, but. Well, I think every kid is different too, right? And every, everybody you coach, everybody you lead, every, like we're all got different stories and different backgrounds. And so it's like, I can't ask little Johnny to be at the same speed and same pace as the guy who's been here for four years and understands what, you know, he, he's kind of got this thing down and hammered. And so I think what that allows us to do is have grace for the guy who's fighting, right? He may not be as, he may not be there yet, but like, man, he's, 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 you can tell he's fighting for it, right? And it's like, those guys, let's go, man. Like, we'll keep going. We're going to come alongside you. But, but the flip side of that is what happens when you've got guys or people that aren't going the right direction, aren't going in the same direction and they go yeah. in the ditch now, how do you, how do you deal with yeah. that? Because I think we've all had, whether it be employees or athletes or mm-hmm. people in our lives that mm-hmm. all of a sudden we're not going the right direction. Yeah. We're not going the same right. place. 
How do you deal with that? Right. Yeah. Again, I I think it's based on the story and I think, I think it's based on kind of relationships with them and and the equity that they've probably built. But, but again, I think at a certain point, again, that's different with every single kid. And I, and, and that's, what's hard about it, right? Like if it was easy, this was like people, man, it's messy. Right. And so, um, you know, we're dealing with some stuff where it's like, even like, you're not like, man, how long do we keep telling this kid? Like, Hey man, that's not it. Like you got, you got to go this way. And, and, and so at a certain point, it's just like, Hey man, like I, it's gone from, I think for us, of like, at what point do I feel like I have to protect my guys from you because of what you're doing is not effective. And at what point is it like, Hey man, not like there's grace and, and we've got, we've got love for you. And we're going to help you. But like, if it gets to a point where I have to, I feel like I like kind of a mama bear where it's like, I got to protect the Cubs cause and you got to go. Then that's, I think for us, it's like, Hey man, that, there's no question that we, we can't have it here. Again, a lot of questions about that because I think there's mm-hmm. there's such challenge in in being a place that is accepting and loving and kind and caring and all the things mm-hmm. that we want to be and we want to have a culture mm-hmm. of acceptance and, and like mm-hmm. bringing people in, right? Yep. But then there is a place where you do have to protect. Yep. Right? You do. Yeah. Can I'm going to ask a question? That's yeah. is is it about on field stuff ever? <sighs> No, that's easy, man. That's the easy stuff. Cause that's just like, that's usually like you can motivate a guy with playing time. Right. And so it's like, it's yeah. hardly ever that. And I, it, yeah. So it's, it's hardly ever all this guy's not listening. Cause it, yeah, it's so hard to compartmentalize. Right. And so like, we talk about that all the time. Like, right. Like if I can't trust you in a deep third, I probably can't trust you on a Friday morning in chemistry class. Right. Like I, like I don't, I don't know how much we can compartmentalize that. And I think, kind of, you know, you're going to, your character is your character and, and it doesn't really change now that you got pads on. Right. And so I think that's the point of trying to get to like, look, man, like if you can't figure this out, you're unemployable in 10 years, right? Like we can't employ you if I can't trust you. And if you can't, and it, and maybe the, maybe the, I, what is beautiful about football is like, you know, right away, right? Like, Oh, this kid didn't do what he's supposed to do. And it's pretty obvious. Right. Whereas like it may take a while in academics because your, your grades may not come through until the end of the semester. And so I think the beauty is like, you can go, Hey man, like this is a symptom of a bigger problem here and it's showing up every day in practice. And like, and look, here's how it kind of points to some other stuff. And so that's the beauty I think of football and kind of the cheat code we have is, you know, it, it those, the symptoms start showing pretty fast. And it's like, Hey, you got to address this root cause because it's happening here and here and here. And, and so it allows those guys to hopefully dig into some of that stuff. Is the answer the same then just go to the relationship to, to grow it. You know, like you talk about, your character is your character. What if, okay. So you recruited a guy that you know is a fit, you yeah. feel good about yeah. him and they get on the, get on the field and there's some symptoms there. Yeah. Yep. And what? I, I mean, I think it's, I, I think what, what we've done a good job here is like, man, it may not be like, I've got to have, I got to take my ego out of it. It'd be like, it may not be me that can go fix it. Right. Or whatever you want to call it. Like it may be, he's got a better relationship with, with that coach or with that professor. And so it's like, there is that collaborative effort of like, no, we're going to surround you. We're going to help you. And again, that's where it comes in of like, we're not just like, Hey, try to fix this. And then if you don't fix it, go, it's like, we're going to, I think you got to bring in like, where's your relationships? Where have you built equity? Where have you, where are you trusted? If you, if those guys can't, if those guys can't speak life and you can't change it after that, then, then it becomes clear. Right. And so, but I think taking the ego out of it was like, well, it's, you got to listen to me and you got to do what I tell you to do. Cause they may not, no, we may not connect. Right. We may have different stories. We may, you may be pissed at me because, I didn't play you, right? And so it's like maybe you're going to hear it better from from somebody else. That's that's just such an amazing word, you know. Like seriously, it's that is life giving to me as a coach, to me mm-hmm. as somebody that's like I have to step 
my BS, right? My belief system <laughs> yeah. about yeah. why I'm important. Yeah. I got to right. step that out of the equation so that I can hear what's happening yeah. in this, this athlete's yeah. world. And guess what? I may need to go and foster relationships with people I don't like because right. they, right. they're trusted yep. by right. this person. Right. I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, lay down that ego. It's incredibly yeah. it's challenging, especially yeah. as athletes and coaches that yeah. have done things well for, for a sure. long time, you know? And right. so amazing challenge an amazing yeah, challenge. Absolutely. Coach, one of, one of our favorite podcasts that we listen to outside of our own, obviously, um, is has been the flying coach podcast with uh peter schrager yeah. and this year yeah. was sean mcveigh you know head coach okay. of the rams yep. yep and they had a bunch of you know young most mostly young nfl coaches on and yeah. one of the things they always end their podcast with hey if you were giving one piece of advice to a coach what's your one mm-hmm. go-to what's your one tip that is hey make sure you do this or think about this if you pose that question to you because we have a lot of coaches that are listening and yeah. there's a ton of stuff that you've, we've already talked about that are probably right. takeaways, but yeah. um, anything else, either something we've already talked about or anything yeah. else that stands out in terms of, Hey, what's your best piece of what's your best nugget for a coach out there that is in the thick yeah. of it. Um, and I, I think uh, for me, it comes down to this idea of, I, I don't think there's any other profession in the, in the country right now or in the world that you have the eyes and attention and really like the hearts of a bunch of young people, right? So for us, it's like, there, there's not like you name another place where you have the eyes and attention of a bunch of 17 to 22 year olds every day and what you're giving them. And so um, what I tell you or, or my advice would be like, man, if you're only given football or basketball or whatever it is, like you're missing the boat, I think you're missing opportunity to build young people. Um, and so uh, my challenge would be, man, like, what are you giving outside of football stuff? And I, and I think that for me, the, that challenges me to like, what am I reading? What am I thinking about? What am I kind of, what's the stuff that I can give to these guys? Um, and I, I think, you know, coach talks about this. This is a high calling, man. Like if you're going to be around young people, um, and you're just flippantly going to talk X's and O's. Like, I think you missed the boat. And so not, and not that that's not important because I think sometimes people hear that and like, Oh, well, yeah, it's like, you got to stink and win games to be able to have that opportunity. I think people miss that sometimes, right? Like if, if I want to, if I want to do what I think I'm called to do here, um, I still got to be pretty stinking good. Right. Because then that opportunity is going to leave. And so I think X's and O's are important playing all that stuff is huge, right? How you game all that. Um, but I think, uh, you miss the boat if all you're doing is talking X's and O's. So what are you reading? What are you listening to? What are you giving these guys uh, that can, you know, for me, it's like, what am I giving a bunch of 18 year old dudes? What did I struggle with when I was at, what am I, am I sharing my story? Am I sharing the stuff that I'm insecure about to let them know, Hey man, this is, this is normal and you're going to fight this. And so I think some vulnerability there. And I think just being able to share with guys uh, or, or whoever you're coaching. Uh, I think, I think we missed the boat too many times. I know I did earlier as a young coach, I just wanted to, be Tommy tough nuts and tell you how, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, man, uh, I think, I think that builds that relationship and that trust when you can share, share that stuff with those guys. Yeah. My, my head immediately went to, so how are you growing? Right. Like how do you grow yourself yeah. so that you yeah. can, co- that you can compound yeah. those sort of effects for other people. Yeah. So how are Absolutely. you growing? What are you listening Absolutely. to? What? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, um, Hey, what you're reading, um, I think that's going to change your life. And so I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big reader, uh, kind of nerd out on books and, and the podcast thing and uh, been really trying to keep, you know, I've, I've got journal, I got actually two open here of like, 
journals going back from like 2016 of like just thoughts and stuff that like, man, that struck me or that hit me. And then it's like, man, it's a simple three or four minute thing in the beginning uh, of, of a film session or, Hey, here's, here's a current event that's happened. And here's what, here's what I'm wrestling with. Here's how I'm struggling. Um, I think that vulnerability is huge. And I think it's like, uh, we've got a, I've got a list of, you know, in an Evernote file, like it's just things to share. So I, I find something that an article, something I pop it in there. And that's like, man, I can just send this out to my guys off season. I can send this out to recruits. Um, I just think that for, you know, for again, the, the power and the, and the privilege that we have as coaches, you've got eyes and ears, right? And so it's like, what are you feeding these guys? And, and so that for me has been a challenge. I love it, man. I appreciate you coming on and sharing some awesome stuff. Obviously our heart is, is with the football team yeah. for the fall, like go right. win a lot yeah. of games and right. let, let us come and celebrate yeah. you. But, but bigger than that, our heart is with the men that you're transforming. Yeah. Right. And, uh, for anybody that's listening out there, you are doing that. You are transforming right. human beings. Absolutely. Um, and it is a huge calling and, uh, thank you for doing what you're doing. Yeah. No, I appreciate you guys. This is fun. Coach, thanks for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, guys. Thanks again to Coach Mike McElroy, Bethel University, defensive coordinator. Awesome dude. It's clearly aligns with us, Jamie. We knew going in it was going to be a great conversation because of the place that that, that is for us and what it's poured into us. And obviously wanted to get his perspective from a little bit different spot where he's coming into that culture. And I thought he did a good job of explaining that and how you can integrate into something. Whereas oftentimes we talk about building something from the ground up. Yeah. They're, they're different processes, right? We have to be aware of that and acknowledge that. And most of us don't get the opportunity to just step in and then try and build something no matter what there's going to be culture. There's going to be things there that exists prior to our being there that we're going to have to fight. We're going to have to promote, you know, in his instance, it's like, I don't want to take away from the things that they've already done necessarily. But I think that's just a powerful message to us is that when we are coming into something, there is existing stuff there that we have to acknowledge, honor, change, challenge, all good things. And I think he, he talked about the process of being a fresh set of eyes and then also asking, being willing to ask the why, right? Why do yeah. we do it? And not accepting just that's because we've always done it that way. I was just talking to somebody yesterday, starting a new job in a couple, couple week, weeks. And it's like, how do I do that the most effectively? It's well, be a fresh set of eyes, be curious and ask why, you know, and, and try to help people figure that out. Well, and don't feel like because you're the new voice, you have to do that. Number one, but understand that you have an opportunity to do that and to come with that, like you said, curiosity to, to challenge. If it's not working, why are we doing this? And if it does work, why does it work? I, you know, like learn, be a learner at all times too. And I think, you know, he talks about all the stuff he's reading too. Like that's part of the learning process is bring something fresh to the conversation also. Well, and part of our process we talk about all the time is the feedback, right? And that's figuring out why it's working. And I talk with clients all the time about if we can figure out why something is better, why something is improving, then we have a chance to replicate it. We have a chance to keep the momentum going. If it's just happening and you're not paying attention, it's not living with intention, right? Then it just happens. But And don't feel like you have to be new to have a fresh set of eyes. 
approach totally. something, approach something with some curiosity and some different, and then write it down. Notice if it's changing, you know, like there, this is all a part of the same thing that we talk about over and over and over again, but it's great to be reminded, you know, we don't need to be taught often. We often just need a reminder and, and let this conversation serve as that for you today. So ton of good takeaways. I mean, all the way back at the beginning, you know, he, we were talking about the shiny stuff and the equipment and the, the facilities. And he said something, he said, you know, the Jersey never gave you a hug on a bad day. I think of all of the things in our world that we try to surround ourselves with materially and how we think that's going to help us and, and make us attractive to people or um, make us feel better about ourselves. And, and in the end, it's, it really isn't any of that stuff, but that was a big one for me. I'll let you kind of go. I'm just going to give you a couple of bullet points and you take it from wherever, but you talked about trust being time and proximity. Um, you know, you have to have some time, you have to have some closeness to build that trust and that equity in order to, to do anything, whether you're a player, you're a coach, you're a boss, you're an employee, doesn't matter. Uh, and then the, the excellence is mundane, right? Sanctify the ordinary. We spent some time a little bit on that. And, and then the big one I think was the choose us, right? Buy into us and, and make choices that lead us in the right, in the same direction, not necessarily the right direction, moving in the right direction, uh, together. So out of all yeah. of that, Jamie, or anything else that we talked about, take it away. No, that was certainly a part of the takeaway, right? Was, and probably my biggest takeaway is that great cultures are attractive in a way that allows the people in the culture to choose them regularly and consistently. Yes, we want people to choose us, right? We want them to make the choice to opt in. I say that to coaches all the time. You got to get your players to opt in, right? They don't just do the thing you say because you are the coach and that you said it, right? You have to get them to buy it and then to choose you. But how do you do that? you become attractive, right? He talked about that. We have to be attractive to the right people. And some of the things that you talked about are creating that attractiveness to the right people, right? We want to sanctify the ordinary. We want to talk about why excellence is mundane. And then we want to show up and do it consistently and show you that model so that you choose to be a part of that. We want to build deep trust by coming close to you and then saying it's going to take time. We aren't going to walk you in and say, you have to trust me from day one. We're going to we're going to develop that relationship with time and proximity. And we're going to know that it comes in drips and it leaves in buckets, right? I love that quote. Trust comes in drips, leaves in buckets. And then we're going to give you freedom within the objective to be who you are. Here's the objective to get the thing done that you need to get done, but have the freedom to be you and be uniquely you to bring that power that you have uniquely yours to the conversation. It's not just choose us and make sure that everybody in your organization chooses you. It's be attractive enough to be chosen. And how do you do that? Well, that's through your value system, through your structure, through whatever. The way that they do it is the way that they do it. Be uniquely you. Get to the objective, which is choose our program, right? And choose, you know, have your kids, have your athletes, have your employees choose the way that you guys do things. People like us, do things like this. That is an unbelievable definition of culture. Well, who are you? Is it attractive? Do people want to be like you? That's the challenge. And, and how do you do that? He talked about that challenged him to say, okay, what am I doing? What yeah. can I give 
yeah. to my guys, to this team, to this community. And, you know, he talked about making sure that he was listening to good, good stuff and he was reading stuff and, and that was pouring. It was a challenge to him to make sure that he was given the good juice. Right. Well, and marinate the mind. We had that a couple episodes ago. What are you marinating your mind with to be able to give away so that your stuff is attractive, that people are going to opt into it? Yep. So hopefully this was that for you today as a listener that you've got some stuff. This is the good juice that you can then go and give to the community around you. We appreciate you joining us as always. And Jamie, I appreciate you. Appreciate the listeners. And as always, live eyes up. <laughs>